Hello again, everybody. Scott with the No Name League podcast. Uh, same announcement here as the previous podcast. Uh, we had one that ran pretty long on our recording, so we broke it into two. This is part two, which we'll be looking at the week two preview. Um, so there's no official intro into this one. It'll just kick right off into the discussion. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. As we move forward, we'll kind of try and get the timing down on these and um, either get it underneath an hour for the whole podcast or just plan on breaking it into two podcasts each week. Thank you for sticking with us and hope you enjoy. Let's go ahead and get into some matchup previews for this coming week. See who's playing who and who's got good matchups to maybe pick themselves up off the floor after week one and who might slip back down the rankings. Our first matchup of the week is Lance's Yee Yee versus Kevin's Shake and Bake. Lance's currently in seventh. Kevin's currently in sixth. These both of these teams are playoff teams from the past two years. Uh, neither of them has ever started 0-2. So one of them is most likely meeting that record for their very first time, and it's going to have a hole to dig out of to make it to the playoffs. But we could also have our first ever tie. Uh-huh. Yeah, true. It would be, one of them would be one, or both of them, would be one oh or zero one and one yeah so that would also be a first yeah that would uh closest we've we've actually came close once our record for the um smallest margin of victory ever is 0.2 points (laughs) which is or sorry 0.4 points which is literally the tightest margin you can have that was a nick versus daniel matchup back in 2018 which and fractional scoring that's as small as you go 0.04 is one passing yard so the only way somebody can keep that is if they pull off a tie or it's like that fellow from our uh, freshman year lived on our dorms he was talking about getting a 2.0 gpa when he actually got Uh, Theo. 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 Theo, yeah. So, I mean, that's like a 4 0, man. Like, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> poor, poor Theo. Yeah. I have no idea what happened to that guy. Me either. I hope it turned out well for him. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's okay. Yeah. So, <sighs> a couple other fun facts from this matchup. So, the series is now 3 and 1 in favor of Lance. So, Lance has. A pretty good hold on this series. Kevin's looking to try and get that a little closer back to even. Um, Lance happens to be the only team that Kevin has a losing record against. Everybody else either has a winning record or is tied up with them. So Lance has definitely been the biggest thorn in Kevin's side. And a little more intrigue to it as well. Since 2018, Kevin has the most wins total across regular season and playoffs with 20 Lance is sitting second with 19. So if Lance is able to pull off another win here, he cannot Kevin up for the most winning team. 
since we switched to Dynasty, or Kevin can get himself a little buffer over Lance again. So let's dig in a little bit to their matchup and their rosters. Um, some of this will be review as we get into later weeks. You'll get to know everybody's lineups pretty good. Um, but again, kind of a quick review. Lance's heavy hitters are kind of the KC stack of Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. He's got Odell Beckham Jr. who is still slumping for him. So I know that's a sticking point for Lance right now. Saquon Barkley just had nowhere to run this past week, but I would presume he's going to look better when he's playing a team less tough than Pittsburgh. Jonathan Taylor's role is growing with Marlon Mack being out, so that's looking positive for him as well. Um, he's trying to work out those flex spots. I think he'll slide Slayton and Lazard in there, see how they do this week. Over on Kevin's side, he's going to run Cam Newton out there again, I would think. Amari uh, Cooper... Deontay Johnson looked about like they should. Kamara looked like he should. Um, Austin Eckler did not have a great week. He was not heavily targeted. I think he only had one target in the passing game this past week, which is completely opposite of what he was last year. And then you'll have Melvin Gordon and Emmanuel Sanders, who should have a bump with Michael Thomas out. So looking at this matchup right now, they're projecting – Lance at 139.05 and Kevin at 125.2, which is about what he scored this past week. How do you see this one shaking out? I, I see this match uh, definitely being a slugfest. Um, and I definitely see, you know, I didn't look hard enough at there to see who, what changes I would make. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go to Lance, though. I think he's just going to continue to be that thorn. Yeah. I think I'd lead on Lance's side, too. Like we said, he missed a lot of points on his bench this past week. I think he shores some of that up, and he gets more of them in there. And um, I think Barkley bounces back, and you see his guys put up some points this week. I think it should be a pretty decent matchup, though. Um when it comes to it, though, I just think Lance has a little bit more high-end firepower, and he balances out last week with a big week this week. Yep. Or maybe they'll tie. You never know. Yeah. It's, a, would be it's fun. really hard to tie, though. That would be yeah, fun. Yeah, it's though. very, very hard to tie, especially in fractional scoring. Right. <laughs> yeah. Next matchup on our list is Dan's Armed Rodgery versus Travis's Scrapyard. Dan's currently 10th. Travis is currently 8th. They're separated only by about a point or two on the um, total scoring. This is their first meeting, um, although Dan was 2-2 two and two against the team when it was previously managed by AJ. These two yeah. teams happened well, to own... Oh. I did want to say, I, I did want to say, I'm dubbing this uh, matchup the junkyard dog fight. All right, kind of the two <laughs> so. historically poor teams from the past year, and both rebuilding. So no, one can fight their way out of that junkyard. I, I mostly was referring to just this year where they were at right now. Yeah. Jeez, let's pull in the history. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's pull in the history. These two teams, they own seven of the ten lowest 
weekly scores on our top 10 low scores list. Again, the give Travis a little credit there. That was AJ's management, not Travis's. But nonetheless, yes. these two rosters, although both improved in the offseason, have very much struggled in the past. They're both teams that would enjoy getting an early win in the season, getting their record to even, and getting some footing heading forward. Right. Um, looking at the rosters, it's going to be the same conversation all year for Dan's team. He's got Lamar Jackson, who can absolutely blow up and win him a week especially if he's not playing the cream of the crop, you know, that could be the difference there just with one player. Um, He's starting to struggle at running back though, because Lev Bell is out. He's going to have to cycle somebody else in there to fill that role. Um, AJ Brown had a bad week for him. I think he has a bounce back. I would suggest Frank Gore because he is inevitable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's inevitable. He is all. Frank Gore will be playing when his son graduates college and goes to the NFL. Yes, he will. (laughs) But I think Dan had some guys on his bench this past week who scored pretty well, including Joshua Kelly and some others. He'll he'll find a way to fill in some spots. But really, he's looking for Jackson to blow up and Brown to have a bounce back to get him some points. Um, over on Travis's side, currently has Kyler Murray running in there who had just had a great week against the 49ers. He could do that again against Washington. He's got Crowder and Woods, two high-targeted PPR guys there. Edwards Hilaire again, Gurley, Ebron, Diggs and Gage in his flex. Um, projected scores right now are 109.88 for Dan, although that includes zero for Lev Bell, so that will go up when he fills that slot and 126.97 for Travis. I think Travis walks away with one here. I think he he will too, but um, Dan could surprise him because he does have mm-hmm. just Peyton Barber right there sitting there. Yeah, oh, man. And Peyton Barber. Giovanni Bernard, didn't he have a surprising last night? No, uh, not that surprising. No, I don't think he was heavily involved this past week, but no. – Barber certainly was in the red zone. I mean, he had, I mean, his stat line's kind of ugly, but good at the same point. He had 17 carries for 29 yards, but two touchdowns. So (laughs) touchdown dependent guy, but that might be what he has to rely on for now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, overall, I think just with Travis, he has, you know, four, high-targeted guys in there at the moment. I think he's going to utilize that half PPR to pull out a win this week. Definitely. All right, so next. Receptions and Woods can also get some yardage. Yeah, yeah. Woods is a good player, I think. And I do think Woods will start scoring touchdowns this year. And he's going to – Yeah. I, I oh, my gosh. Be, he, had, he would be a top He pick. had an obscene number. I think it was like seven seven uh, receptions last year that he was mm-hmm. one yard out from the goal line. Yeah. Or within yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Like something obscene like that. It was crazy. Yeah, he had a crazy odd year statistically when right. it came to his touchdown. So, I think, I think he'll end up being a very solid player this year. 
Our next matchup on the list is Conrad and Daniel this week. So Conrad's sitting fifth. Daniel is sitting comfy in second. Uh, Daniel's coming off of a good year last year. But surprisingly, Conrad has the 2-0 and advantage in this series, despite Daniel's success last year. Um, and to compound on that, Conrad, you are the only team – excluding Travis since he hasn't played Daniel yet, that Daniel has not beaten in the league since we switched to Dynasty. So you are kind of his person at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't want to gloat, but uh, I also faced off with Daniel in the third place matchup of our college edition league last year. Yeah. And I won. Well, there you Imagine go. My week six loss to him in the regular season. Yeah. All right. Well, looking at your lineups, uh, you actually have a pretty good projected score this week, but on the other side, Daniel has the highest projected score. He has, I mean, you can talk about my team and Nick's team a lot, but I think people fail to look at Daniel's team sometimes because he is right there with Nick and I, and he was last year as well when you looked at optimal points. He has a very Mm -hmm. deep team and guys that can blow up. So over on his side, obviously Deshaun Watson looking to bounce back, have a better week. Granted, he's playing Baltimore. He's got a tough start with Casey in Baltimore's first two. But you got Devontae Adams going up against Detroit. Michael Gallup, so Dallas and Atlanta. That might be a shootout. Joe Mixon looking to bounce back. Kenyon Drake being involved. Uh, George Kittle a little bit of a knock on his knees here this past game, but we'll see what happens there. Josh Jacobs, who blew up this past week. Marquise Brown, you know, can hit home runs. He's just – he's stacked over there right now. He is. Well, and one thing I've noticed is he's very patient with his players. Like, oh, yeah. he doesn't just knee-jerk drop anybody. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's built slowly. Yeah. Um, and not – he's done trades sometimes. But mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very uh, – very patient. You really hit a good point there. I think uh, that first year after we switched to Dynasty, so 2018, um, I think each year he has had the least moves made, you know, mm-hmm. free agency or yep. whatever transactions. That first year, if I remember right, I think he had zero moves. He didn't drop a player to pick up anybody else. He just sat on it. And I think that's kind of where uh, his name comes from, why his team's called One for the Future. That team name dates back to 2018 when we did our startup draft. And he really focused on drafting young talent with the intent of knowing he was not going to be good the first year, you know, and maybe not the second year. It worked out for him that that first year, yeah, he struggled a bit. I think he finished third to last or something like that. And then all of a sudden the next year, those pieces fell in line and all of a sudden he had a big, team that boomed and finished third and all that talent's still just coming out now so that strategy worked for him he's set up now for you know a couple three four years to come Mm -hmm. um over on your side conrad you were running aaron Rodgers out there after a big week one performance do you think i mean you look at the past two years rogers kind of lost some of his steam in the fantasy football world he wasn't scoring as much, but do you think the whole Jordan Love 
pick has kind of put Rodgers into a like FU mode. I'm going to blow up this year and just dominate. Yeah. I mean, he's not being that way to the media. You know, he's not projecting that persona, but I think he's going to let his performance speak for itself. And, um, you know, I don't believe all the hype about, you know, he said he watched some film and found something about his throwing motion that he changed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, he, he changed something because I don't think it was all just picking on the rookies last week because he also had a few throws that he just totally blew the doors off the uh, safeties as well. And those guys are mm-hmm. Pro Bowl safeties. Yeah, so. you got Harrison Smith, a great player. So. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think it yeah. really is like a, he's just going to let his performance speak for itself. And I'm very happy to have been able to trade for him. Yeah. Yeah. So you start running down your list here. You got Mike Evans and DK Metcalf in your receiver spots, uh, looking for big weeks out of them. Um, Aaron Jones, Cream Hunt running. Hopefully, I'm hoping Evans' is, uh, hamstring doesn't continue to mm. plague him. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I was wrong on Aaron Jones last week. I was saying last week I thought Travis would beat you because Aaron Jones would be stymied. He was not. Nope. So I look forward <laughs> nope. to go big against Detroit. Yep. Cream uh, yep. Hunt is getting a lot of work. He's going to be just fine. Then you got Hilton and AJ Green there in your flex. So overall, I mean, Jacob's projected to win by a decent margin just because he has a huge projection this week. I think I'd have to lean his way just because, I mean, he has, he has some studs has over there. Uh, guys that could just go huge. Yeah. Um, but yep. I think it'll be closer than projection. You have a chance. You have a guys that can blow up as well. So I give you a of, shot to take it down, but I'm going to leave A lot of veteran talent on that roster. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. So kind of hoping sure. and praying for. <laughs> yeah. So our fourth matchup of the week is Jacob's Buffalo Expectations versus Andrew's Dino Ninja. Jacob's currently in fourth. Andrew's back in ninth place. Um, Andrew, though, has a commanding lead in this series with a 4-1 and one record. Um, the average margin of victory in this matchup is 38.48. So these guys do not play each other close. Uh, looking at their lineups here a little bit. Let me get this pulled open. On Andrew's side, Dak Prescott, a QB, Juju Smith-Schuster, a couple guys that are looking like they'll have good seasons. Um, as we mentioned earlier, his struggle is at running back. Right now he's got Devin Singletary and DeAndre Swift in those spots. And then he's running a couple receivers out in his flex. Um you know, DeAndre Swift actually could have had a really good week last week. He dropped that would-be game-winning touchdown, which has to be heartbreaking for a rookie in his very first game. Well, and it's also devastating to a fan base that yeah. is already tortured. So Yeah, but he did look good. <laughs> he looked solid. He's good out he of the backfield normally. I think he will bounce back, and that team will continue to use him. So he has a shot at some points there. 
Um, but the Lions are going to lie in. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over on Jacob's side, he has Josh Allen up top playing Miami this week, so a pretty good look there. Uh, Cam Newton just ran for two touchdowns against Miami, so Josh Allen certainly could too. Um, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen at receiver, both with pretty decent matchups, so he's looking to get some good receiver points again. Uh, James Conner, he's waiting to see what the injury news is there. David Johnson, who looked good week one, but he's playing Baltimore this week. Uh, then he's got Mark Ingram and Marquez Valdez-Gantling in his flex spots. So you're looking at a current projection of 119.96 for Jacob, which seems low to me with this lineup, but that's what they're projecting him at. And 125.89 for Andrew. How are you seeing this one shake out? Well, I think one of them is going to blow up and blow the other out of the water, as has happened in the past. Yeah. But. Well, um, which one? Which one is it? Well, as of right now, I give the advantage to Andrew. Okay. But but if Connor's good to go, then it's a bear. It's just even like I don't I don't like to I don't like to guess uh, and project who's gonna win if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> well that's part of the job, so I know it's part of the job. Yeah. I think on this one, I mean, it's projecting Andrew for more. I think part of that's the questions on Jacob's side has the questions with Connor and also with Mark Ingram, what his role would be this week. Cause um, they gave the goal line carries to JK Dobbins who got the two touchdowns. Does that continue again this week, but they are playing Houston who they should be able to run on pretty good. Um, man, I, I think this is closer than what they project, and I think they're projecting Jacob too low. I would yeah. say, regardless of if Connor's ready to go or not, I mean, he could move Ingram into Connor's spot and then bring Cooper Cup in. And, you know, he's got Julio Jones against Dallas. He's going to get a ton of targets. So I think I'm going to lean towards Jacob in a close one here just because I still don't quite trust or know where Andrew's running back points are going to come from. That's a good point. I was just thinking with all of his uh, wide receivers, they're pretty, pretty volatile as well. Able to pull it out. I, I must say this is a matchup of the, two teams that had the best name changes this year yeah. of the league. I want to give an honorable mention to Scott's Scott's football team for following the Washington football team's example. Yeah. And then uh, Travis with his uh, scrap yard or is it scrap yard? Yeah, scrap, scrap yard. Scrap yard. Yeah. His just his it, just owning the struggle to build his his Goliath of a team. That yeah. he's hoping to. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, for talking nicknames, I'll give a little credit to Kevin too. That's shaking. Oh yeah. He's the one guy. Shaking. 
He's been shaking big since I think that was his very first name in the league since 2011 or 10, whenever we started this league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, but yeah, so he's stuck to shake. Shaking Bake's a good name, and he's stuck to it. Yes, you know what? Because I was just throwing those out for this. For this, yeah, just the new changes. changes, But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good one. And Armed Rodgery, that's a good one. Maybe it should change now. Yeah, since he doesn't have Rodgers anymore. Yeah, doesn't have Rodgers anymore. I mean, no. I'll trade him back, but it's it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always liked uh, one of your former names when you were Holland Totes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holland Totes, yeah. yeah. I like sucker. that one, too. I'm a sucker for some Holland Oats. So that's oh, yeah. that was a good name. Well, let's get into our highlighted matchup of the week. And I apologize in advance for picking myself as part of this matchup, but I felt this was a hard one to pass on my matchup in. Uh, we have Nick's RTP versus Scott's Scott football team. Nick is currently third. I am currently in first place. Going back to last year, we were first and second in points scored with Nick leading that. We were tied for the best record in the regular season last year, along with Daniel. And, of course, Nick and I were the championship matchup this past year. So this is kind of showdown of, you know, two of the top three teams, the top two teams from last year, squaring off pretty early in this season. Seemed like a good time to highlight us. We both had good weeks last week to see where this one goes. Uh, Nick leads this series 3-1, to one, including the playoff win last year, so he does have the edge over me. Um, kind of a unique thing of this matchup, my two lower scores of 2019 were when I was playing Nick. And Nick's lowest score of 2019 was when he was playing me. So we had three matchups last year since we had two regular season and one in the playoffs. All three were the lowest scores we had all season for the losing team. And obviously those lowest scores were all losses. So despite the matchup of being us the two highest scoring teams and kind of the juggernauts, so to speak, one of us usually ends up tripping up when we match up against each other. So we'll see if that happens this week or not, if we can try and chase down that, highest scoring matchup record or if we just kind of fall into mediocrity like we tend to do when we face each other you're going to see down the list pretty strong teams we both have a lot of high-end talent obviously um my side i haven't adjusted my lineup from this past week yet so there may be some changes in there but i'm running out russell wilson calvin ridley i'll have deandre hopkins up there i'll probably move chart down um Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry as my tandem at running back. You know, I'll start them every week. Uh, Hunter Henry at tight end. Bailey kicking Chiefs' defense. Not that those matter too much. Um, Flex spot will be my interesting decision if I do Chark and Carson again this week or if I um, decide to work in Raheem Mostert or or Nick Chubb or somebody else in that spot I haven't decided yet. Um, you gotta, you Raheem, you must start. I yeah, must. Raheem must start. So must he start. he had a good week, so I might have to slide him in there. We'll see. I have tough decision to make there at the 
flex spots, but I'll certainly be starting Ridley and Hopkins and um, Henry and Elliott and trying to settle on some flex from there. You look over at Nick's side and he's running out strong people down the board too. Got Garoppolo in there right now. Um, he's basically choosing between Garoppolo Rivers and Tannehill. So I probably have a little bit of an edge at the quarterback position, but then you get into his receivers right now. He has Michael Thomas, but it's sounding like Thomas might miss time, which is going to give me a little bit of an opening, but he backs that up with other good receivers. He has uh, DJ Moore, um, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson all in there. So he can certainly just plug and play some other receivers behind that. His big step is, I mean, you look at my team and you get excited going, oh, wow, Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry. But then you look over on Nick's side and Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. I mean, that do mm-hmm. I would say, even better. So, I mean, yeah. you know, there's just some crazy running backs in this matchup. He's got Especially me at the end. Dalvin Cook isn't injured. Yeah, so, yeah, especially. Like, yeah. First, yeah, first couple of years he was injured, but now he's mm-hmm. just awesome yeah. after last year. Yeah, and he's got Mark Andrews at tight end. He's got the advantage over me at that position. Um, and then whoever he ends up flexing, like we said, if that's Robinson if or God. Philip Rivers was still with the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would have the advantage. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't see him starting Rivers this week, but who knows? We'll see. No. Um oh no no no. I meant if Rivers yeah, is still with the Chargers. If he's still with the Chargers. I mean he still throws picks, so I think he's gonna be the same person with the Colts as he was with the Chargers, but Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Flex, he's gonna have some other options too. You know, he could bring Miles Sanders up off his bench if he's healthy. Um he's got Will Fuller hanging out down there. So he's certainly gonna be stacked down the board as well. At the moment, yep. without us making changes, it's projecting myself at 147.81, then Nick at 140.1, which includes kind of a reduction on Michael Thomas there. So I'm expecting if he makes a change, he'll tick up a couple points there if Thomas is out and he puts somebody else in. So it'll maybe be around that 142-143. So pretty tight matchup. Expected to be high scoring. Studs across the board. Where do you see this one going? I do see it going. I, you know, I just have this uh, thing in my head. Whenever I see running backs, I, pretty much whoever's starting the most running backs, I look at them first. And then, tap, you know, the quality of running backs as well. Mm-hmm. And I just see you running away with it that way. Yeah. But, but it, yeah. So I see it, you taking it, but it could, you know, always can go the other way too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. I don't know if I'll run four running backs out this week or not. Last week I decided not to. I uh, originally had Chubb in, and I moved him out to move Chark in, which was a good idea because Chubb did not have a good week against Baltimore. Um, but I mean, all of last year I ran the four running back set all year. But now with the move to half PPR, I'm you know, kind of looking to get the receivers in there more often. So I'm not quite sure if I'll do the four running backs this week or not. Um, it'll either be a 3-3 split there at receiver and running back, or I'll do the 4-2 with running backs. I'm guessing Nick will be sure. 
I could see him doing a 3-3 split, especially if um, Sanders is ready to go. Otherwise, he might run the four receivers right. again. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that I'd win this week, especially coming off of a hot week last week. I haven't really dug into looking at individual teams that each player's playing to see how quality their matchups are. But just going to the past, knowing that I've struggled against Nick before, and even you look last year, you know, as we mentioned that semifinal last year, Daniel and I threw up high scores. Then I follow that up with a dud the next week against Nick. I'm just hoping that it's not a repeat of that happening. Um, right. I think we, I think it really, it's going to come down to, you know, whose stud players go off more, who, who wins out of McCaffrey Cook and Elliot Henry, which stack puts up the bigger number. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, I think I have the advantage at quarterback, but he has the advantage at tight end. That balances out. Uh, kicker defense, you know, that's a crapshoot. So I think it's really going to come down to the, you know, the four horsemen there, so to speak, which, which side has a bigger week. Right. So I think, I mean, I'm going to give myself a slight edge just with the Michael Thomas news. But uh, oh yeah, really has be it's Nick. Yep. Yeah. So you see anything on those rosters changes you would make? I do see one. So if you could get a hold of a time machine, go back in time, and uh, just not accept the trade from me for Ezekiel Elliott, I would appreciate <laughs> that. That's, that's yeah. One change I would make. I don't think I'm gonna um, do that, but. Yeah, that was such a knee-jerk reaction to him and his that's pseudo the, holdout. Yeah, that's a potential holdout here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at that. That's, I mean, Nick and I were similar to Daniel in a way that we both drafted fairly young, or at least for a future look when we did our startup draft. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think all three of us kind of fall in that boat where the, that's paying dividends now. But to kind of go on top of that, both Nick and I got pretty solid deals for running backs that helped push us over the edge. Mine being getting Ezekiel Elliott off of you to plug in. Nick's being he had Odell Beckham and then moved him on to Lance and got Dalvin Cook when Dalvin Cook was injured. I think he got him that year when he was out on IR amongst other pieces like Will Fuller and whatnot. So, I mean, those two moves really, you know, that pushed our teams over the edge. So Yes. Well, yeah. he also got an extra first-round pick from me for Andrew Luck. Oh, that's right. He had Luck, and he traded him to you, and then he retired. And <laughs> the very next fall, he retired. And yeah. I went, Shit. Yeah, so you got about a half a season of Andrew Luck. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm set for the future. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the old drawing board. Yeah. Because I had drafted <laughs> all – older quarterbacks like yeah uh, oh well yeah, oh, well. oh wait time. all older quarterbacks and <laughs> mitch trubisky yeah good lord yeah <laughs> all right well so that's oh, well. uh, it, yeah go ahead fantasy's always fun fantasy's mm-hmm. just always fun in that regard yeah yeah all right well that is our Highlighted matchup of the week. We'll see how it shakes out. Should be a pretty good slugfest. My hope is that we both put a good run at it. Because like I said, you would think these would just be absolute monsters 
of matchups, but one of us tends to kind of drop the ball when we come to this matchup. So it'd be nice to see us really square off and throw up some big numbers and have me come out on top, but post another highest scoring matchup in that one. Cool. Yeah, that would be fun. It'd be well, fun to see you both set yeah. a highest score of yeah. 400. Yeah, see if we could go. I don't know if we get to 400, but that'd be pretty wild. Well, I think it's possible, but mm-hmm. whether it happens or not is a question. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we shall see. Who would win in that? Who would win in that? It would be. It'd be cool either way for yeah. both of you, and, yeah. and for the league in general. Yeah. I'm here for the entertainment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hopefully to win, but. Yeah. I'm here for the money and the bragging rights. <laughs> Not really, actually. I could care less about the money. I more want my trophy back. Yeah. Give me back. Oh, yeah, because you used to have a name of your team. Give me back my trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the years, yeah. That was funny. So that sums up uh, what we have coming up here week two. Um, it's currently Tuesday while we're recording this, so waivers go off tomorrow morning. Just real quick hit. Anybody you see floating out there on waivers, any big names that you see the week one boom of people using some fab money and chasing players down? Nope. No, you think everybody will be nope. pretty conservative? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't go after anybody. You know, just leave your money in your wallet. I'm obviously being coy. Yeah. Uh, no, I... <laughs> I could see. I'll throw some out there because obviously people aren't going to hear this before waivers go off in the morning. But uh, I don't think I'll be overly active just because my roster is so full that I don't have a lot of people I want to drop to make room. But just looking yeah. at it, if I had some more space, I mean, you got to look at Benny Snell. Somebody's got to pick him back up. Yeah. Um, and I can – the only thing is like how much do you spend for that to get him back yeah yeah. i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be afraid to throw a decent chunk at it by somebody i mean that's a 25 percent of your budget 30 percent why i wouldn't be afraid to do that potentially because you don't know james connor's going to really make it any further in the season and that could be a starting running back i mean Mm -hmm. that's a big thing he's a guy that i was very high on during the draft last year yeah, um, but just didn't oh, take him. Absolutely. I mean, I was too. I had him. Uh, yeah, you drafted him. I drafted him during rookie draft, and then I had him on our my team for quite a while, and then I just couldn't float him any longer, so I let him go. But he'd certainly be a guy I'd be happy to have on the roster again. Uh, became the apple of Philip Rivers' eye. Yep. Yep. He had a big week, and there again, I mean, with. Uh, Obviously, John and Taylor, Jonathan Taylor would be the primary beneficiary, but with Marlon Mack out for the year now, that makes it a two running back instead of a three running back look there in Indy. So Naheem Hines kind of looks like a big guy to pick up as well. Um, yes, he does. There are some others out there. I mean, Chase Claypool, he had an okay first week there. Um, he's a rookie I liked that uh, Kevin dropped to make room for Malcolm Brown. Um, Adrian Peterson is out. Yeah, there. AP sitting out there. 
for somebody, whoever wants. Yeah, there's a couple tight ends uh, that got touchdowns that are, this week that are not currently rostered, you know, so potential there. And um, yep, guy in Detroit, Quintez Cephas. I remember him just from. Uh, yep. I mean, nobody drafted him in our rookie draft, but I remember. He was one of the guys I had noted down during last college season as a guy to watch and see where he got drafted and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he loaded up on targets. He had 10 targets this week. Part of that was Galladay. He had 10 targets. I get him that many targets. It's one of those, like, well, and it's one of those things because I remember Galladay, they kind of slow rolled him towards the starting, you know, uh, wide receiver role. Yeah. There in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I see him kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. So that was crazy. Oh, and then the defense, as for defenses, Washington is out there if somebody yeah. needs. Tennessee uh, playing Jacksonville. Defense. So, I mean, obviously, they're, every week yep. you're going to have people switching their defenses and kickers. So those are all out there. And, yep. uh, you know, week one, you got to look out for some of those guys because you can. That's one advantage and one reason to spend money in week one, week two of the season to spend some of that fab is because you're looking for players that you're going to get to use for, you know, 12 weeks as opposed to if you sit on all your money to the end, you're hoping you're in the playoff picture and you might pick up a guy for two weeks, right? So what's better, you know, having 12 weeks or two weeks. And there's guys that pop off. You look at it, uh, going back last year i mean i have dj chark on my roster i'm sure there's plenty of people that would like to have dj chark on their team he was on waivers after week one last year and i picked him up and he was a big ad for me all year long uh i can think of one guy that would like dj chark on his roster is his name he's right here (laughs) his name is conrad he's right here on this podcast yeah and i I remember him being out there Mm -hmm. i also remember seasons ago Dak Prescott being out there and then being on my roster Mm -hmm. and then dropped again yeah it's just crazy yeah so I mean there's there's going to be guys that obviously it's hard to you want you want to not overreact and drop half your team to add guys off of waivers but a couple of those guys are going to be season-long benefits so it's a matter of who lands them but I wouldn't be surprised to see some money being spent on players this week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the inevitable Frank Gore. Yeah. Hey, somebody's got to go pick him up, right? Adam Gase loves him. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll get all the goal line looks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that sums us up for this week's podcast. We'll roll into week two, see how everybody shakes out. We'll come back at you next week with a uh, review of how week two went, as well as a preview of week three coming up. Um, For now, we have this as just kind of a one podcast a week thing. We're going to see how long these tend to take us. If if they're getting too long, we'll try and start breaking these up into two separate editions each week. You know, one reviewing the previous week, one previewing the next week. That way, they're not too bulky of a listen. But we'll just kind of, as we get into the groove here, see how our timing works out and decide if it stays as one or two. But thank you very much for joining us, Conrad. Thanks for joining me as always. Thank you for inviting me. This is fun. Yeah. All right. Well, 
We are now, I believe, available. I don't have the list in front of me, but obviously we're on Spotify and Anchor. We are now on Google Podcasts as well as a couple of other, you know, Pocket Casts and Radio Casts, whatever. Today. We're not on Apple yet. We are, yep, we are not on Apple yet. So that's the big one we're missing out on, but you can find us on any of those other sites. Uh, hit that subscribe button. That way you can see us when new episodes pop up. We appreciate you listening and we will... Be with you next week.